Welcome to The Theater Project. Today, The Theater Project is thinking about up-and-coming playwrights. Second place winner of our 2022 Young Playwrights Composition, Isaiah Solano, introduces an audio reading of his award-winning play, The Subway, followed by an interview with 2020 Young Playwright Competition honoree, Jacob Makovsky. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Theater Projects podcast. My name is Jacob Makovsky, and today I'm going to be interviewing the young playwright Isaiah Solano about his one act, The Subway. So, first of all, Isaiah, before we launch into your play, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, I'm Isaiah Solano. I'm Dominican. My mother and father are both Dominican. My mom moved here when she was seven years old from ER. I'm from Elizabeth, New Jersey. I'm currently going to Montclair State University and I'm majoring in psychology and I write on the side. So you're going into your freshman year of college? Yes. Awesome. So would you mind telling me a little bit about what the writing process for the subway was like for you? Well, I've participated in the Theater Project Young Players competition for multiple years, but I never got placed or anything or any honorable mention. Mm -hmm. So this was my first year doing it, actually getting recognition for it. So it was kind of like just writing for the previous years, but this time, you know, it was a little different because we had just came back into school from quarantine. So I was a little rusty on my writing skills, but I remember Miss Toa had helped me through the process and I had a lot going through my mind when I was writing. Like, I didn't really know what I wanted it to be about. So it took me a little bit to really cement what I wanted it to be about or what I wanted it to represent. Definitely. And how did it feel to get recognized with your play? I was super excited. I was like, oh, wow, like, I can't believe I actually placed. I, I felt very proud of myself. I'm happy to see one of my plays find, like, some recognition. And it was super exciting seeing people that went to my high school performance, seeing people that I looked up to in the theater program when I was at Jeff. It was pretty cool to see those people act it out. And now, without further ado, let's listen to The Subway. The Subway by Isaiah Solani. Time present. Place a subway station in New York City. Romero enters. Yo, what's up, boss? You want me to do what? I thought we had a good amount of people already. You know I don't like recruiting people. Come on, you can't give this shit to someone else? All right. I'll, uh, I'll get it done. You'll have a new recruit by the end of the day. You have my word. Bro, what the hell? Excuse me? What's good? Uh, I just wanted to ask for directions. Oh, I... My phone, manito. What's up, you live in the Bronx and you don't know what train to take, Papa? Actually, I just moved here. Um, but I'm kind of running late for school. Oh shit, that's dope. Oh, for real? Me too, bro. I just don't give a shit. Oh, what school did you go to? I go to Westminster. I haven't gone in a fat minute, though. Oh, why is that? Don't worry about it, hermanito. I got better things to do than to learn some bullshit I'm never gonna use again. You feel me? I mean, I guess, but you learn more than just academics in school. You learn how to speak to people, how to respect people. How to connect with teachers that really care about you. That type of relationship is like, unlike any other. Sometimes 
those relationships just keep you going, man. You one lucky ass dude, cause I ain't never heard that. That's cute though, Manito. That's cute. I um look, I need to get to school. I my fault, pendejo. Can you just give me directions, man? Yeah, yeah, bro. I got you. Uh let's see. Damn, which train again? He looks up to see the train Jamie would need to take to get to school and waits until it pulls out of the station to say the name. Oh, it's the A train. Now once you go off, you get down a third street and then you make a left onto East Minister Road. You go down three blocks. School should be right there. Okay, thank you. What time does the A train come at? Should come around 9.45. Shit, it's 9.45. Oh, shit. You just missed it, man. Oh, what the fuck? Oye, que pasa contigo, manito? I just missed my train. I'm gonna be late on my first day, bro. What the hell? Ah, no te preocupes, man. No te preocupes. No te preocupes. Tú estás loco, eh? Oye, manito, calmate. There's nothing to worry about, bro. The next day train comes in an hour. Una hora? Ay, diarme. You don't get it, bro. My dad's gonna kill me. Trust me, bro. I don't know. My dad wasn't the best guy, man. What do you mean? Long story, bro. Well, I got another hour. So might as well while I'm here. Not sure I want to share one of my personal stories with some kid I just met and don't even know the name of. Well, my name's Jamie, hermano. Romero. Oh, yeah, mama huevo, you trying to shake my hand? We don't do that here, bro. We dap up. Leave that shit in Ohio. So what about your dad? What about him? He tried to kill you? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. You sure you want to hear this, bro? It's, it's pretty brutal. Got nothing else to do. <laughs> I guess so. Come on, get on with it. I, so my pops used to be my mom and he had a drinking problem. So around the time I turned 13, I started lashing out at my dad. One night, my mom was really getting beaten, and I uh, tried to stop pops. And that didn't go so well because my dad pulled a knife on me, and he tried to stab me. He actually got me right here. He got through the arm, and then my mom came behind him with a bottle right across the back of his head. The cops came with an ambulance. My dad died in a hospital, and my mom was taken to prison, which is so bullshit she was trying to protect me from that scumbag and then she got punished for it but good riddance of that piece of shit i know he's riding down there and he's turning in his grave watching me get money damn bro that's crazy i'm sorry don't to hear that. that don't give me that shit man shit happens and it's okay because now I got people that protect me and I can protect people from that shit happening to them.
But what about you, Brahma? What's your story? Nowhere near as crazy as yours. My mom cheated on my dad and tried to turn me against him. Then my dad decided to move out of Ohio and come here to New York because he got a better job. Even though the rent's pretty high. What do you mean by she tried to turn you against him? Uh, she tried to give me reasons as to why my, she cheated on my dad. And she also tried to make it seem like my dad never cared about me or her. And that, she didn't, and that he didn't love us and that he didn't deserve either of us in his life. She just made herself seem worse. I asked my dad if that shit she was saying was true. And he told me he was sorry. If he ever made me feel that way. And that was because he worked a lot. And he didn't have supportive parents growing up. So he doesn't know how to communicate that he loves me. Obviously, there was more. But after that, I believe shit she said. And my dad got full custody. Damn, man. That's rough. Your mom sounds terrible. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, man. But like you said, shit happens. <laughs> For real. It is what it is. Sometimes family just don't be shit. Blood may be thicker than water, but mud is thicker than both. What's that mean? It means just because you're related to someone by blood doesn't mean they're there for you or that they fuck with you the way that people that tread through shit with you do, like your friends, that you know that they have your back more than your blood sometimes. You, you get me? I'm shit at explaining things, so that's my fault if you don't understand it, Manito. No, I think I get you. You don't seem like a very trusting person, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, you'll be right. But these guys, they helped me get on my feet. They protected me. They are my blood. They helped me learn how to get a dollar, how to fend for myself, man. They got my back, so I got theirs. They're more than blood to me. You get me? Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I had friends like that back in Ohio. Maybe not so uh, protective, but I get you. <laughs> That's good, bro. You got a job yet or you got uh, something planned? Considering the fact that I just got here last week and I have no idea where to get working papers. Nah, I don't got a job. I mean, I could help you get some bread. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, Romero. <laughs> Jamie, come on, hermano. I can protect you too, bro. And on top of that, you'll get some bread. I don't know, Romero. I don't want to get involved with something like that. All right, all right, how about I take you to just one meeting? Just do me this favor. I mean, I help you out with directions, right, bro? You really going to pull that card? Hey, man, I gave you directions to get to school. You want to join my gang because I helped you out? When you make what it sound fuck, like bro? you make it seem like I only helped you because I needed to recruit someone. Maybe because you did, asshole. So what? You were just trying to relate to me to get me to join that shit? Come on, hermano, I got a deadline. Stop calling me, hermano. No brother would try to recruit their brother to their gang because they need to meet some deadline. Fuck your deadline. I know how it seems, Bron, and it was like that at first, but I really fuck with you. I want to help you and I want to protect you, bro. If you want to protect me, you want to be trying to recruit me into some illegal shit. You're right. You're right. All right, bro. I'll just dip that. Stay safe out there, man. 
A man in a black hoodie enters, aims a gun, and fires at Romero. Jamie, get down! <gasps> Romero jumps and knocks down Jamie, and they crawl behind a pillar. What the fuck? Did we just get shot at? Yeah, yeah, we did. I got hit. <sighs> Don't play like that, Romero. Oh, shit. You're bleeding? Run, Jamie. I should have asked you to do this shit. You're right. A brother wouldn't have let his own blood join some shit like this. You need a go, bro. The man is moving closer, shooting at the pillar that Romero and Jamie are hiding behind. Go! No, man, I can't. No, I can't leave you like that, man. The man go. turns the corner to shoot at Romero and has no bullets left. Bitch! Ah! Jamie tackles him and wrestles him to the floor as we hear a train approaching. The man breaks free, gets up, and lunges at Jamie. Jamie punches him. The man fights back, and Jamie pushes him off the platform as the sound of a train is heard passing through the station. Did I just do... What did I do? Did I just do Jamie, Jamie, you gotta go. The cops are here, bro. You gotta leave. Wake up, Mama Huevo. Did I just do that, Romero? No, I did. Go now, go! I'm sorry, Jamie. Have a good life and be thankful, bro. I'll try to protect you wherever I end up. A police siren is heard. Goodbye, hermano. End of play. All right, so how long did it take you to write the show? I want to say like three days, maybe. Mm -hmm. I started off with the ending. That's how I usually start off anything that I write. I always start off with the ending and then just build the whole story from there. But I started off with the ending in mind at the first day, and then I actually started writing, typing and stuff. And then I had to do my little revisions. I do think that I could have used a little bit more revision, but it's okay. And what do you think was the most difficult part of your writing process for you? The middle guts of my play, just writing that dialogue in the middle of it was just difficult for me. I always struggle with that. The beginning and ending are always the easiest thing for me, but the middle is always the hardest thing for me. I rewrite the middle piece of whatever I write at least three times. For the subway, I wrote and deleted, wrote and deleted for like a good 30 minutes of just the middle portion. I can definitely relate to having a pretty clear image of what I want the end of whatever I'm writing to be and, and even the beginning, but then kind of having to bridge the gap between the two. Yeah. I know you had mentioned you started with the ending. Is that usually what you start with when you are writing a show? Yeah, I always just kind of think it'd be kind of cool if something just ended like this. And I'm like, well, I might as well just try to write it, see how I like it. And just kind of just go off from there. I was all like, what if I just had a play where I had the wrong person get shot and then someone get traumatized from killing someone? It was very different from what it was before. I was going to make it about gang violence. I was more going to make it about some other type of issue, but it wasn't originally gang violence and domestic abuse. Did you have any inspiration for the characters in your show and what their relationship was like? I don't really think I had any direct inspiration. I guess from watching shows and TV and movies of seeing that type of relationship with characters, it made me kind of want to write a relationship like that. It was an experience to write. People who just met already like feeling brotherly. It was a really interesting thing to write. And I'm glad, you know, I was able to write something like that.
And it was very interesting to write about just them instantly getting along, calling each other brothers and stuff. Definitely. And I do think the dialogue in your show definitely does feel very natural in terms of how they interact with each other. Do you have a particular character that you had a better time writing for or a particular character that you liked more? I don't really like saying I have favorites, but I did prefer writing Romero more because I know with someone who's getting affiliated talks more than I do someone who's from like Ohio. Right. Because where I grew up in Elizabeth, Elizabeth is known for being a bad area and it's really not as bad as everybody thinks it is but every now and then you know you meet people that are involved every now and then and it's something that i don't want to say i'm used to because i don't really see it often but over here in elizabeth a lot of people talk with slang and it was much more enjoyable talking with romeo because he used more slang and i felt like i was talking not me directly talking through him but a more exaggerated version right and did the characters change at all from start to finish I feel as though they did change. I feel as though Jamie got more of a perspective of what life in New York would be like living here now. And I feel like uh, Romeo was able to connect with somebody before he lost his life. Right. And how do you think the show kind of changed in terms of when you were writing the show from the very first draft to where you ended up? Well, I definitely changed the topics being discussed, the dialogue between the characters. I changed their names a few times. I changed a lot of different stuff. Even though it didn't take me too long to write, I'm still very indecisive about my character's dialogue, what I want their personality to be like, how do I want them to interact with other people. So I changed it a lot, like their dialogue and stuff like that. Right. And have you ever written other plays before? Well, besides Subway, I wrote two other ones my senior year. One was about this serial killer with dissociative personality disorder. He was being interviewed by a psychological analyst. And then another one I wrote was about my father talking to his dead son. It was their last conversation because the son didn't want his dad to be hung up on his death forever and blaming himself. But I've also written a play my freshman year I'm not really too proud of. And then I wrote one my junior year. So I've written, I believe, like six different plays. Wow, that's great. Yeah. And do you have other experience in terms of doing theater? Yeah, I did theater in high school. I acted, I did musicals too. I'm not the strongest singer, but I still wanted to be on stage, so I tried my best. And right now, when I'm going to my clear, hopefully soon enough I can get a minor in theater, because I know my class has a really, really good theater program, I really want to be a part of it. Yeah. How did you initially get started in theater? So, growing up, I saw those little commercials on Disney channels, those little sweepstakes that you could get on, like, an episode of the show. I always thought it'd be cool and be on TV. I always liked entertaining people, making people smile, just making people feel different things. I always enjoyed that. And acting is, was a really good outlet for that. And I would always try to become characters from shows. I would try to mock their voices, act like them or whatever. And then I guess that led up to just me doing theater. And then Miss So nurtured me and she taught me how to be a better actor, have better stage presence, projecting all that stuff. And then eventually I just became a theater kid. Yeah, that's great. I think great teachers can definitely make a very big difference in people's lives. It sounds like you had a great relationship with your teacher. Yeah, 100%. And did you start out acting and that led to writing shows or did you start writing shows and that led to you acting? Well, I acted before I wrote. I guess I kind of started at the same time, but I always liked writing. Right. Even when in middle school, I would love getting assigned narrative stories. I would love writing those because I always loved creating my own stories. I had whole books of just stories about characters, stories about things I want to do. I've always just written stuff down. I like projecting my mind through tech. 
And I guess when I went to Jeff, because Jeff is an arts high school, so I was expecting to get involved in the arts somehow. I got into acting a little bit before I started writing, but it pretty much happened at the same time my freshman year of high school. Do you have a favorite piece that you've written? I don't really say I have a favorite because I love all my plays and they're all my favorite in different ways. But my favorite performance that I've seen of mine, because all three of the productions that I wrote my senior year got performed. But my favorite performance, Death is Slow, which is the one with the, the serial killer with the switch personality. So that, that was my favorite performance. But Subway has my favorite writing. If you could go all the way back to when you first started writing, any kind of advice or tips, what do you think you would tell yourself? I think I'd tell myself not to worry about writer's block so much. I mean, yeah, it sucks not being able to think of anything to write, but I stressed it so much and it just made it so much worse and harder to actually write. Mm -hmm. So I think I'd go back and just tell myself like, hey man, don't stress out. Take your time. Don't rush it. That's some pretty good advice. And when you are sitting down to write, do you have a specific spot where you like to write or anything in, in particular you like to do? It's just me just in my own zone by myself. I mean, I don't really have a specific place. It's honestly, just anywhere I can just be peaceful and just focused on my writing. And I don't really listen to music often because sometimes when we listen to music, we get a little distracted by the songs because the songs are so good sometimes. You just sing the lyrics and completely forget. Mm -hmm. So I try my best not to listen to music when I'm writing, but I just kind of focus and try to have the room dark because I feel like it helps me focus more on just that than all the other stuff that's around me. Do you have any plans for what you think you want to write next? Yeah, actually I do. I've been thinking about it recently. Now what I'm thinking of is just the descent into madness. But it's basically just going to be about this guy that keeps on just messing up over and over again. After that, he's just like, okay, I'll be fine. And it just gets to the point where he just can't take it anymore. He just literally descends into madness. That sounds great. So is writing what you want to do for a living? Or if not, or where do you think you're going to be in 10 years from now? I do really enjoy writing, but I think that's why I wouldn't want to turn it into a career. But I definitely will keep it as a hobby because it's a really good outlet for me. It's a good way to project my own like, emotions onto certain topics and stuff like that. So I'll definitely keep going with it. But in 10 years, I'd see myself hopefully with my own office doing therapy, like my own therapy firm. Is that what you're majoring in? Yeah, I'm majoring in psychology. I know you had mentioned that you had some really great teachers that had helped you to, to develop your acting and your writing and to get where you are. Are there any other teachers or family members or even any friends who helped you out on your journey that you want to mention? Well, obviously, you know, I had Mama Toll and Mama Hicks. They definitely helped me a lot with my writing and my theater. They really got me into it. But I'm blessed to have parents that support me in, in my journey in the arts because, you know, I, I have a few friends who are in the arts and their parents don't really support them in that. My best friend, Valentino, he helped me write some stuff. He gave me a little bit of ideas, some type of dialogue, stuff like that. And just my theater family in general. I'm really glad to hear that you feel like you have a lot of people in your life who are supporting you. I definitely loved reading your show, and I'm very excited to see what else you do going forward. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. So thank you so much for joining me on the show, Isaiah. It's been a pleasure getting to learn so much about you and to learn so much about your writing process. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Theatre Project Thinks About. Our audio engineer was Alex Gomez, and our theme music was by Gail Liu and Damien DeSandes. Visit thetheaterproject.org to sign up for our mailing list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you liked what you heard today, 
please consider leaving a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next time.